Hello, welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz, and today we're going to ask the question, are you ready to be responsible for others? Now, I'm going to repeat the question, are you ready to be responsible for others? Because we know we were born with love and belonging in our DNA. We know that if you are isolated, right, you retreat into your mind and mental health, your mental health is compromised. So therefore, what does that deduce? That we need other people in our life. We need support to maintain our mental health. And in maintaining our mental health, we maintain all the rest of our health, our spiritual health, our physical health. We need to have strong mental health. And how do we go about doing that? Part of it is embracing the fact that you're going to assist other people. Now, we all know we want to be assisted. We want to be nurtured. We want to belong. But a lot of us are not dedicated to fulfilling the needs of others. A lot of us aren't dedicated to the responsibility of saying you're someone's friend, the responsibility of saying you're someone's spouse, the responsibility of saying I'm going to become a parent. Now, think about this. We all have individual goals. We all have things we want to accomplish, a personal gain. But once you look at that personal gain, and you should evaluate what you want personally for yourself, once you look at that, now how could you connect other people to that purpose, to that idea? How could you have a child and work long hours? Something has to give. How can you say you want to? build a strong network of friends and actually invest so much in your personal gains or your personal pursuits that you have no time for others. Does that in turn, though that's a purpose, it's a self-driven purpose, does that, that in turn affect our mental health? Are we truly being nurtured by others? Do we truly have the capacity to nurture others? Now, you know, we are accountable relationship builders. We are love snobs. We believe love is the highest value the biggest faith, the strongest faith you can have. And that faith is love is a group journey. So that faith exists between people. It's the bond that sits between somebody and we work towards it. It's a standard, right? So we don't believe in self-love. We believe in being self-actualized. We believe in self-awareness. So you can now fulfill the ultimate goal of having love and having support and having people in your corner. In these pursuits, a personal gain. You tend to have parents who sacrifice. You tend to have parents, or we won't say sacrifice, but I agreed to have you and lived up to that obligation because they worked hard. They made sure they kept your goals in mind as well as their goals in mind. They showed you how to accomplish their goals and they show you all it takes to accomplish yours. They were in your corner. That's a dedicated parent. And we all could agree that once we have that component, a person that actually is dedicated to achieving their goals and actually have room to help you and support you in achieving your goals. That's where a lot of us see we fall short when we're being nurtured by our parents, right? A lot of us have these traumas of our parents working too much, not being able to give back, not being able to show up, not being able to be there for us, not being able to have a discussion with us, being too tired when they get home to actually nurture us the way we need to be nurtured. Then we have the person who's constantly there and 
we don't see them pursuing anything for themselves. So now you see yourself or you see them dedicating themselves to just you, which weighs on you as well, because you're like, you know, you want them to get a life. You want to see them succeed. You want to see them show what they want you to do by actually achieving something of their own. So in turn, you deduce that that's what makes a good parent, a person who actually achieves these goals, have great friends, you know, pick a great spouse to raise you with. And at the same time, they're achieving goals to give back to the world. And now you have a roadmap to do the same. So now you now start to acquire friendships. And great friends aren't friends that encourage you to do negative things. We all have been encouraged by friends to do negative things. In that moment, we understand that they aren't being friends, even though we are dared to do things and we do them, even though we, you know, get put in a bad situation and somehow escape it and we live to tell a story. We do know in the moment that that wasn't a great thing to do. And we're happy we escaped the moment unscathed. We're happy that we were able to move on with our life the next day. Some people are not that, you know, are not that rich in life. Some people don't have that luck. They end up getting arrested. They end up, you know, there's consequences to their actions, right? They might not even come home. But we were able to come home. We were able to rest. We were able to, you know, get past that. The next morning, no matter whether we feel it or not, we are evaluating the relationship because every day can't be about doing something that's going to be harmful to our life as well as theirs. That's not a friendship. So are you responsible for others? Are you ready to be responsible for others is the question. Because in that moment, a friend would say, this is not going to be progressive. This is not productive. The friend is the one that y'all tend to send away. And you really don't want to be spend time with them because they're blowing your high or they're telling you not to drink or they're telling you not to participate in reckless behavior. That's your friend. That person is looking out for your well-being. That person is they want they see the best in you and they want the best for you. So we have to change our mentality, right? We have to be responsible for others. We got to stop just thinking of ourselves. So in that moment, listen to what they're trying to say. Listen to their intention. Listen to what they're gaining from it. They can go home themselves and just leave you there. They don't have to mention nothing. They don't have to say anything. People that look out for themselves, they don't talk. They just sit there and observe. They don't even tell you what they think of the observation. Most of them write books. Most of them tell a story. Most, most of them are using your life to fulfill theirs. But a friend is going to open their mouth. They're going to challenge you. They're going to make sure that they are responsible for you because they actually said they're your friend. So though they might not want to deal with the conflict of addressing you, the conflict of challenging you, they still do it. Why? Because they know ultimately it would enhance your life. Now, can they be wrong? Can you have a positive reason why you're doing something that seems reckless? Of course. Putting yourself out there on stage to sing when, you know, you might not be the greatest of a singer, but you're trying to face a, something you're trying to overcome. Now, in that moment, a friend is telling you don't do it. Seems like suicide. It seems like social suicide. Seems like it's going to affect your life in a negative way. They're still your friend. They're not doubting you. They just know your capabilities in a moment and they're telling you, listen, you need to stop. 
but you still go on and do it. Why? Because you know that you're trying to conquer something else. Stage fright. You're trying to face a fear. And when you do that or you explain that, I think your friend, though still worried, would understand the purpose of what you're doing and encourage you to do so, encourage you to move forward with it. Even though you're going to get laughed at and booed and, you know, you might get, you know, ridiculed on stage. Now, that's just one example, but understand, and it's not even something that's that detrimental to your overall health, but it is a detriment to your mental health if you allow it to take control of you. But look at this. That person was there in your corner. And when you walk up the stage, they're still going to be there to support you, even though all other people just turned against you. Your social circle are the people who encourage you, but also challenge you when they think that something may be at risk or harm you. And not just you, but harm the relationship because what harms you or harms them harms the overall relationship. It sets y'all back. And that's what you have to understand. That's why most people say, I don't want to be a burden. And they distance themselves. But that's not your choice. Once you join a relationship, you have to now be responsible for others. So you understand that other people are going to be responsible for you. Things that are out of your control, you're not being a hindrance just because they're out of your control and you're going through some form of turmoil or trauma. It's now to use them or to encourage them to help you and assist you past that trauma. But you have to be a willing participant. You can't be a poor me and you can't sit here and say, I don't want to overcome this trauma. You don't understand. No, you have to be a willing participant. You got to be very vulnerable. They have to be vulnerable and y'all got to get through it together. Yes, it's out of your control. Now, if you're a hindrance, you hustle on the street, you sell drugs. They're now trying to go to college and be the next best thing. Somebody's lifestyle got to change or someone has to distance themselves. Now you're a hindrance. So if you distance yourself, yes, you're still being a great friend by leaving because you know you're not trying to change your pursuit for, you know, money and doing illegal things on the street. But you also understand that this person's not going that path and you can just drag them down. And overall, they're going to talk, try to talk you out of it every step of the way. So they're going to drag you down, even though they're trying to build you up. They're going to try to pull you away from your pursuit. So therefore, you sever the relationship because you understand that they are going one way, you're going another way. That's still a form of friendship, a form of love. You're looking out for the other person and you're responsible for their pursuit. And you know that you're not a part of it. And you know that you're never going to be a part of it. So yes, differences in that way is going to be hard for y'all to coexist because ultimately y'all going to bring each other down, whether y'all feel y'all trying to build each other up. So maybe y'all forming a family. Maybe when you get your act together, you're done with the streets. They're there to support you. Maybe, you know, I don't know where they would need you at, but maybe, you know, when they need to talk to you about something that is a little more street rounded or a little bit, you know, that deals with your your pursuit that you can give them, you know, because obviously if you're out there in the street hustling, you have your business savvy. Maybe they're starting a business, a legit business, but they still need your business acumen. So they need you to, you know, they reach out to you as a reference. Those are family members. We don't have to hang out with them to actually ask them for support. But when we talk about friend, they are a part of our existence and our daily existence on a regular basis. So we keep them in a loop. We lean on them and we actually are working towards something together, a structure together. Are you ready to be responsible for others? That question still remains. You have a spouse, you meet somebody. You know, y'all start talking about how attracted y'all are to each other. Y'all start talking about how physically attracted you are to each other. 
You need to talk about your core values. You need to talk about the things you're going to bring to each other's life. How you're going to merge. How you're going to fit each other's pieces. Right? How you're going to build a life together. What are your pursuits? What are you ultimately, what do you ultimately want to do? And I don't know, won't cover it because I need to know and you need to know so we can come together and be each other's support towards our goals. The goals no longer have to be individualized just because they're your pursuit. Now you have support to help you get there. Now you have a spouse, a partner to help you get there. And at the same time, you will help them get there. But you understand that relationships are built around reciprocity, meaning it needs to be reciprocal. Think about that. I'm not just giving. I'm also taking, and it's okay. You're not just giving. You're also taking, and that's okay. So we got to know when to give and when to take. We got to know when to accept help, and we got to know when to give help. We got to know when our support is not as strong as their support. We got to know when their job is a little more important in the moment than our job. So now we have to play the support. And maybe it's for the next year, two years, three years. You know, you hear the interviews about Michelle Obama. Now, if you actually listen to her, you hear that she has fire. She's brilliant. She's exceptional. She's an exceptional human being. You can kind of see why her husband is where he's at, because he had a partner that was driven, a partner that understood. But she put her pursuits on a back burner for eight years. Though she was building the framework, though she was keeping herself intact, though she was writing things down and making sure she had the structure in place after the eight years, she still dedicated eight years to her life to make sure that she pursued her husband's pursuits. But what she did was tell her, after eight years, is my show. That's what you have to do. Be very transparent and what your approaches and what your pursuits are. And sometimes you got to evaluate whose pursuit is going to help the group more than the other person's pursuit. You have to have an understanding of whose pursuit is more for humanity and who's less, who's more basically self-driven, a self-driven pursuit. That's going to decide certain things, but you have to be able to have these dialogues. So you can't just join into a partnership because you like somebody's eyes, because you not like somebody's behind or you like somebody's breast or you, you know, or you like somebody's penis size. But let's be real. It's nice to have a good time. It's nice to have good sex. But after it's over, what's next? That's a small portion of your day. What's next after that? What are you going to talk about? What are you building together? Are you ready to be responsible for others? Because a lot of us get damaged in our relationships because we're joining relationships, not being ready to be responsible for others, but want others to be responsible for us, which is wrong. And at the same time, we join relationships with people that aren't ready to be responsible for us and we're ready to be responsible for them. So we get burnt out. Let's look at this. First, one of the first questions you need to ask somebody when you're getting serious and you want them in your life long term whether it's a friend, whether it's a partner, or whether y'all starting a family together. Are you ready to be responsible for somebody? And when you have a spouse and you're going to have kids, are y'all ready to be responsible? Is your marriage or your relationship strong enough to be responsible for another child or for a child, excuse me, for another person? You add that other person, that's another person that exists between you. So you got to find a way to connect all the pieces 
and reconnect because now you're not, your title is not just spouse, but it's also parent. And in doing that, you have to understand that you got to maintain the idea of spouse. You got to maintain the idea of couple, partner, and allow the child to grow in the fact that this is my number one, this is my partner, and we do things together. You're not going to break that. You're not going to destroy that, but we're going to support you together. So we need to be on the same page to make sure we give you direction. We're not going to make you. We're not going to force you to be, to, to we're not going to force you, excuse me. We're not going to force you to go the direction we want you to go in, but we're going to lay down the path of the structure, the core values that you have to have no matter what direction you go in. We want you to have the fortitude to go after what you want, to be unapologetic for going after what you want, to have a strong spouse yourself, to have strong friends, to have a strong support system, a strong village, right? We also want you to be able to speak up, have a clear understanding of what you want, have a clear understanding of where you're going. The only way we're going to do that is if we have a strong structure within each other. So think about this. Are you ready to be responsible for others? Have the discussion about having a child and what that looks like. Have a discussion about incorporating friends. If y'all both have friends and y'all decide to become partners, have a clear understanding of how those friends exist in your life and make sure you're clear on how close they're going to be within your life. Because love is a group journey. It's not going to just be the two of y'all. It's going to be everybody that you had before y'all two got together brought into that existence. And they're going to share space in your life. So you got to make room for those people within your partnership. You see how everything connects. Friends probably were there before the spouses. The spouses came, the friends don't die out, the friends get incorporated into the people being spouses. And if you have great friends, they're able to help you navigate through your relationship, through your partnership. I hear people all the time is keep your friends out your marriage, then do you really have friends? Because your friends understand the marriage and the more they understand about your marriage, the more that they can assist you in the places that they can assist you within your marriage. If you marry to a great human being that actually mirrors what you, what you and your friends and the foundation of the positivity you and your friends bring to each other's lives, it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy to incorporate them. And yes, though your friends will have tips and they might not be on the same page in certain situations. You'll have all the framework to navigate that and still coexist. So think about this. You have to be ready to be responsible for others. It's not all about you. And know how many times it's said, they say it's all about them. Or you, you're taught that it's all about you and it's all about your well-being and your mental health and you, 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 you. You is better with we. You is better in us. Because when you have the right people in your life, your mental health doesn't suffer. You actually, actually expands. When you know you have support, you can go into work and look at your boss and say, well, I don't need this because I do have support. I can find something else. And I have the people in place that's going to hold me down until I find something else. I'm at this job to be a support. When you hinder my ability to be supportive, when you hinder my ability to excel, I got to now start thinking about something. But when you have nobody else, that's when you're stuck in the situation. That's when your mental health starts to suffer. We're all going to have trials and tribulation. But do we have the numbers of people? Do we have the people we can call on? But it's not just all about the pain. Do you have people you can have fun with? Do you have people when you want to do something and you have an idea and you think of something that's going to help you 
bring it to life. It's going to help you actualize it. You have to be ready to be responsible for others. That's the next phase. Self-help, self-help, self-help. No, you do have to have a clear understanding of self, self-awareness. But the next phase is how do we incorporate ourselves with others? How do we surround ourselves with the right people so we can go through life with? People that are going to carry on our legacy and we're going to carry on theirs. People that are going to shape our identities. People that's going to give us purpose within their life. Knowing that with, without our peace, their life is, is not as functional. And it's okay to rely on others. That doesn't mean we're not self-sufficient. That just means that we're better with the right people in our life. So you do want to be a piece in somebody's life that they can't replace or it's hard for them to replace because you do it so well. And you also want people in your life that's hard to replace because they do it so well. And that's what causes you to fight for your relationships. That's what causes you to not want to walk away from your relationships because you remember the track record of them doing something so well. There's going to be missteps. There's going to be arguments. Any great relationships has a lot of arguments because it's a bunch of people that have strong views and strong opinions. But a lot of it is working towards the same goal. A lot of it is working towards the same best practice. When you're having these back and forth and these conflicts that are working towards positivity and working towards upward motion, it's worth the argument. It's worth the disagreement. It's worth the conflict. It's not a detriment. It's only when you have somebody working for themselves. It's only when you have somebody working to disrupt and have the individuality within the group that causes, that causes havoc. Because we all have an identity. And you won't lose that identity if you know what that identity is within every last person you encounter. You know what purpose you serve in that life because you're very strong in your identity. Being a part of any team, everybody's not going to be the leading scorer. Everybody's not going to be the leading assist giver. Everybody's not going to be the top honcho and make the most money. Everybody's not, but everybody's going to serve a strong purpose. And when you look at it, just because you make the most money, the person that is that has a greater concept of or a greater understanding of concepts, they serve a big purpose, just like you serve a big purpose because whether their concepts materialize or not without your income, it's going to be hard to make the concept a reality. Though it's a great concept. So we're working in unison and we're looking at the power of what we have and the power we could bring to the table. I want y'all to really think about, are you ready to be responsible for others? Because it takes thinking of others. It takes factoring in others. It takes having a clear understanding of somebody else. And the role that they play in every decision you make is based on factoring in them in your life. So if you want to have a great village, you want to have great support, stop talking about you all the time. Stop talking about how you feel all the time. And discuss how we can flourish. What would allow us to flourish in things? We all have feelings. So you can't start anything what we all have. You got to start things with being ready for a relationship, being ready for the responsibility of relationships. And once you are ready for that, it's all about the group flourishing as a team. It's all about lifting each other up. It's all about striving not to be the weak link. You don't want to be the weak link. Even when you fall, they are assisting you up, but you're helping them stand, stand you up as well. You're not just having dead weight and allowing them to pull you up. 
So your goal is to get back to where they're at. Your goal is to get back upright. So you're never a hindrance because they're there to support you. So they're comfortable with helping you. They're not comfortable with dragging you, carrying you. That's going to weigh on them. As long as you're trying to get back up on your feet with them, they'll pull you. They'll bend down, give you a hand and lift you back up. But the only way you're going to exist in this relationship, in this life, and have a positive life, strong mental health, strong physical health, you're going to be around people that actually give you life. You're going to experience love and abundance on a regular basis. The riches of riches that you can have. When you're wealthy in love, you're wealthy in everything. It's being, being ready to be responsible for others. So if you listen to this podcast and you're not ready to be responsible for others, you got work to do. But don't take too long because life is ticking. And to not have a village and not feel what it feels like to have people in your life, like that confidence of walking down the street knowing you have it all, you're wasting time. Because I would tell you from experience, it's the best to have. And you know you have people in your corner. You know you have people that will assist you. You know you have people that will challenge you. You know you have people that would support you. And you always always know you have people that are just there if you need them. You don't even have to go to them. They're there if you need them. There's no better feeling. But first, you got to dedicate. You got to devote your time to being responsible for others because it is your responsibility to make sure that they have a quality of life, just like it's theirs to make sure you have a quality of life. So don't think independent of and don't make moves without thinking of them because a good friend is not going to follow you down the worst path. They'll probably wait for you to be ready to come on the other side, but you're going on that journey alone. Great friends are people who challenge you not to sway or not to go away from your support. Stay focused. Go after your goals, but let's achieve them together. So let's be ready for responsibility. Let's be ready to be responsible for others. This has been another Accountable Love podcast. My name's Aziz. And remember, listen, learn, and apply. All right, enjoy.